All right, so I just want to give my. <laughs> I, I need to. We need to pour one out. Let's just. It's a, been a tough week so far. Mm-hmm. Last week, um, I don't know how I feel about this. I know I've seen. I, I, basically, Kamala's out of the race. Twenty twenty presidential candidate um, suspended her campaign last week. Um, yeah. How do I Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Say goodbye. I was waiting for that. To what we had. The good times. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, Kamala. You know, she says she's uh, uh, down but not out. So, no. mark her words. Yes. Um, and she drug uh, Donald Trump. He said... Uh, one last clap back for the road. I loved it. <laughs> what did he say? He said, sorry to see you go, Kamala. Or yeah. we're going to miss you or something like that, Kamala. And she said, don't worry. I'll see you at your trial. Exactly. So, <laughs> we definitely need to unpack that and much, much more yes. here in this episode of Cold Pop. Let's go. going on everybody hey listeners how are you happy holidays you get to say that we're in the christmas season we're in the christmas yeah so thanksgiving is officially over the dun dun and it is now (laughs) countdown to christmas okay i am i've officially started playing christmas music like yeah, I the heard. Day after. So, <laughs> oh. yeah, you're definitely in it. I am. I'm looking at the decor. Yes. Yes. So yes. it is holiday here I mean, in we the still household. Deck the halls at uh, 242. So, oh, we definitely deck the halls there as well. So, <laughs> so I need a few more little Christmas decorations. You know, I don't. I want to be like mid spirit, but not like fully Christmas crazy. Okay. You know, so I get a couple of candles, maybe one or two other things, and then I'm set. Cute, 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 and some wine drinks. What? Okay. Nothing be says holiday like, like drinks. Liquor. Yes. Um, how was your How was your Thanksgiving? Really good. Um, you would know you were there <laughs> for half of it. Well, yeah, we didn't spend Thanksgiving together, but we traveled together. Yes. Uh, so we ended up. I ended up going back home to Kentucky, and Trent went home as well. Um. It was good, you it's know. First time for you in a long time. It literally has been, especially for Thanksgiving. It's yeah. Probably. Mm, I, mm, this is gonna make me sound so bad. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. say maybe it's been five years. Yeah. Yeah. I told you, my mom was like, "Oh, Marcus is going home." I'm so proud. <laughs> I I'm think so it's proud of him. Been five years, but this yeah. is for Thanksgiving. So right. Note, context, note, <laughs> annotation. Thanksgiving. Um, it was really good, though. The I um, son returns. Yes, I think we have entered the stage in my family where we um, are very comfortable drinking around each other. And the first thing we did when my parents got there, we went to go eat, and me and uh, moms was like, "Oh, we need a drink." It's just yeah. been one of those days. We I need a secretly drink. feel that that's where every parent wants to get to. I would hope so. Like, that they want to get to that point where they can just, like, okay, we can just kind of shoot the we shit. We can actually be friends. Straight, and I don't have to yeah. be, like, right. you have your shit together. I don't have to kind of, you know, be checking up behind you, giving you advice, telling you what not to do. Like, oh, no, they still do that, but it's only when warranted. Right. So it's not like... Um, unsolicited advice or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put it like that. Um, But yeah, I I think the other thing that I think that we are getting more and more comfortable with um, sexuality. So that's very interesting. Yeah, and just like making it it, normalized. Yes, Yes. normalized. It has been a very normalizing culture and everybody has come around. I had people ask me, uh, who are you dating? Are you this, this, that, yep. and that, and you know, we were able to have good conversations about that, and 
Yeah, so I mean, okay. I, it was a very good, a very good weekend for me. I mean, no week, no family get together is complete without some drama, but you know, right? That's just part of being in a black family. What are you gonna do? That's part of being in any family, but it's I mean, amplified in a black family, though. I is feel. it? Yeah, I think the the theatrics. No, I have to show you a video of the white boy who um, threw like the whole kitchen table. Oh, I saw. Thanksgiving. I saw that. So, I mean, yeah, it's just I think that that's you know that that's just family for you. Family. Um, How was yours? It was good. It was really good to see all the babies, and so we have lots of babies in my family, and um, it's it's just really good to connect with them because I don't get to see them as much, and so that's always fun. The adults I can take or leave sometimes, but. It was good seeing the babies and hanging out with them and just having some fun with my family. I spent a lot of time driving um, this Your this holiday car. just because I was in and out of Harrodsburg and um, in Louisville a lot. So, but that I mean, it was warranted and we had we had a good time. So nice. Yeah, I also got to kind of keep up um, or catch up with some TV that I've been wanting to watch and all of that stuff. And so mm-hmm. got to um, get caught up on The Watchmen with same, HBO. Same, Oh, my God. Which is so good. amazing. If you are oh. not watching The Watchmen so good. on HBO, please get someone's login, sign up for a free tra- trial, and yes. binge it. It was, re- I mean, these last two episodes have been amazing. Stellar. Yes, um, yes. And so Regina King... Is killing the game. I can see as Angela Amy Abar in her and future. Definitely that, and um, uh, also uh, other people in the cast too. So yeah. Louis Gossett Jr., um, the guy that plays Cal, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, Yaya something, Yatunde. I forget. Okay, wait, I should know my husband. On, I know I should know my together. husband's name. I um, and then also other name, Jean. What's her name? Who plays a detective? Lori. She's good. Yeah, Lori Debigo. Yeah. So Doctor Manhattan Dildo. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a lot of great television that's going on right now. I, courtesy of Marcus, I was yes. able to get on Apple TV, and I caught M Night Shyamalan's oh, new Servant. show, Servant. How was that? Servant is very interesting. Okay. I'm definitely captivated. I'm three episodes in. How many do they have released? Um, no, it's all it's only three. Okay, so they did. So the I watched them back to back. Okay. Um and it's short. It's short. It's a thirty minute um, Oh, is it? It's a thirty minute oh, show. Okay. But it's I'm definitely um captivated in that. If you haven't seen that, I would say first get on the trailer. Uh, check out the trailer and right. and see if that this is something that's your cup of tea. I think you see the trailer and you think that you know exactly what this is going to be about and how it's going to go down. Mm-hmm. But that trailer, I feel like, is just really the first episode mm-hmm. because the first episode ends with like a bang and it's like totally flipped of what you thought it was. Going well, I mean, to be. that's M Night Shyamalan. You know, so, sometimes he gets it right, and sometimes, sometimes he, he gets it wrong. <laughs> yeah, um, sometimes he but gets this it. one, I think that he's gotten right, and so I'm excited to kind of continue uh, for the ride um, with Servant as well. So got to catch up on lots of TV. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, other than that, everything else good. Everything else was great. I am looking forward to getting ready for the holidays and the breaks that come with it. I'm trying to decide if I'm going back home. Me I too. probably will. I don't, um, just yeah, because. You got played. <laughs> well, yeah, you played I, but I'm probably gonna go. Yeah, I'm pro- I probably will go back home. Um, but gosh, I'm not gonna stay for very you know long, the holidays, no. and we'll talk more about this. I think in your segment. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, just about the holidays and stuff. But let's go ahead. Let's keep it going with our segment entitled Woo Chow. Um. The biggest Wu Chow I have, well, I guess they they could be about equal. So first off, the Pussycat Dolls are reuniting for a European tour, UK tour. Um, so here are my thoughts. So I, I saw their comeback performance. Okay, it was um very cute. Uh, X Factor celebrity yeah. in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um. Still, Nicole and the girls—they looked good though. They did. They, they looked, looked amazing. Great. They I looked said, amazing. They. 
I never one second doubted that they could dance their asses off. But, they, but it's Nicole and the girls. Um, I've seen a few interviews that they've done. Um, a little awkward. Uh, just watching some of their facial expressions and how they like interact with each other. And then also like the spacing on the couches and like where they're sitting and who's sitting where. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks very strategic. I will yeah. say that. Um, what I would like to see is that this reunion is going to spread the wealth a little bit more in terms of, like, shine. No, it won't. That's just not going to happen. After watching their performance on the X Factor UK Celebrity, it was literally, like, every other camera shot was just Nicole. Yeah, And then they go to a wide shot, and then they come back to just Nicole. I I guess my question is this. In those interviews, did they talk about new music? Yes. So they have a new song called React, which they did at the end of that performance. Okay. It's a very small snippet. It sounded cute. I'd love to hear like the full version, see the video. Um, it would be nice if Carmit had some vocals on that because she's had vocals on the album in the past. Um, I, I feel have... like Melody was the girl that so was singing. So we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Um, but the other girls, I don't even know if they can sing. Well, that's the thing. And, like, I feel like all of this that you're saying, it's no surprise that there's obviously some tension. To me, this is definitely, like, a check. Like, this right. Is this like, seems like a money We're going to get some yeah. money. Like, okay, yeah. there's something in it for me. I have yeah. nothing else going on. Why not do this? But N- Nicole, Nicole has, doesn't. She's been really vocal about how that group went down and yeah. what her role was but even in like the interviews and the performance she doesn't look happy like she doesn't look like she's like oh my god yeah we're back she's like check checks checks been cashed yeah uk leg is all i've got all we doing and that's that on that yeah um and to to come back to your other point uh miss melody miss melody said fuck them kids i'm not coming back (laughs) yeah so what i mean so i did you know i did my little nancy drew and went back and tried to do some research and found several interviews of melody talking about um the interviewers were asking her you know well is there any hints of like a pcd reunion a pussycat dolls reunion and you know are you excited about that and she's been very coy but also been very um adamant she's like i don't know but honestly she's like i I feel like i have to keep saying this but i think it comes to say that i am not a dancer i am a vocalist okay honey vocalist she, she said that in literally every interview she was like and so with pussycat dolls you know I was on a couple of tracks, but you know, as we all know, you know, Nicole was the singer of those, and you know, for she me, definitely to, was. She was like, for me to come back, you know, those tracks have already been recorded. Like, we can't change any of those, and I'm not interested in, you know, just dancing anymore. Like, I want, I want to sing because I'm a vocalist. And she was like, and to add insult to injury, she was like, I'm a bad dancer. She's like, I'm not even that good of a dancer. And so right now, I'm focused on, you know, my singing career and. I wish them all the best if they do come back, you know, if they, but that's just not something I'm interested in. So basically she was like, oh no, I'm not, like if Nicole's going to get all the shine, like, no, I'm not coming back. And so apparently that's what happened. I think that they all, I think everyone in that group knew exactly what they were getting themselves Absolutely. into. Absolutely. And that this would be a replay of the Absolutely. way it was when the group was And Melody said, I didn't want to be a part of that. Initially surfaced. Nicole was singing a lot of the background vocals All as well as the lead vocals and you know the girls are basically add-ons after the fact uh carmen had some a couple of background vocals and melody basically had the oohs and eyes literally yeah. i mean that's fine literally the oohs and eyes she had some i think she had uh something in stick with you she had a little something did she? I think. Okay, because I out of like any I of said, the songs, I don't literally only remember Ooze and Eyes. But I mean, I'm here Especially for it. Great for the tour. I don't know who's buying tickets. Oh, I'm sure they'll sell out. I'm sh- because I mean, as a group, they're they're good. Like it was a very solid performance. Nicole looks like she was a little rusty. She was out of breath. Ooh. I guess doing all that dancing, and so you know she wasn't really singing she was more talking you know like over the background track the backing track but i mean you know hey good for them great for them woo child because yeah melody basically get was that like, money no get that money sorry to the that's where i'm on like i guess it's a check i mean hey it's a gig 
what are, what else what are, are they doing? doing? Yeah. yeah. What else? Like, come doing? on. Well, I mean, Nicola's on a mass singer, and well, yeah, but I think she wants. She's to, been I mean, on you know, she's some a other. She's been she a judge on X Factor. Yeah, but she wants to perform. She's a performer. Yeah. Shout out to Nicole, Louisville native. So um, that's my Wu Chow. Cool. Um, okay, so my last Wu Chow um, is probably the biggest one that everyone's been talking about. Gabrielle Union mm. and America's Got Talent, the gift that just keeps on giving. Yeah. So um, a couple of weeks ago, Gabrielle was, well, her and Julianne Huff were let go from America's Got Talent. Um, their contract was not renewed. However, it started to surface that there might have been some tensions behind the scenes. Certainly some um, tensions. With Gabrielle Union holding the show accountable for some racist acts and some and getting them together. sexism and, you know, definitely holding them accountable. Um, a couple of examples. Uh, number one was with Jay Leno, who had said a, um, allegedly said a right. not so, uh, uh, what, is, what is what I'm looking for? A politically correct joke right. about Asians. Um, There's like a um, an eating dog and stuff like that and eating dog meat and stuff like that. And then there's another instance where I guess a little 10 year old boy, um, black boy was on the show and the producers wanted to get rid of him in space uh, and, and provide space for an all white dance team um, or ballet team or what, whatever, some kind of dance right. team. And Gabrielle wasn't too happy about that because I don't know if the little boy was good, but I'm assuming he was since he got on the show. Um, and so Gabrielle had was stormed out about that. And then apparently Simon Cowell's smoking allegedly. Um, Gabrielle Union's allergic to cigarette smoke. And so that was an issue. There and was then, talks about her hair. Yes, about Child. hair stuff. But um, so NBC and AGT, uh, they released a statement saying that um, judges are on a rotating style, basically a rotating style. So Which we have seen. We like, have. We definitely have seen But that. never after one season. They've usually okay. stayed on for a couple of seasons or whatever. Um, the last rotation that just rotated out, Tyra Banks left, uh, Heidi Klum and Mel B all were dispatched. Um, but if that's the case, why is Howie Mandel still in his seat? Why hasn't he been rotated out? Yeah, no, I don't have, and you know what? I think that these are great questions. I don't, I doubt that AGT has answers. Um, of course not. But it's, it definitely is, I think for someone like Gabrielle Union and her caliber, it would be definitely a good look to have her on the show and to keep her on the show. Well, and so the, the other thing that made things fishy was that, you know, they don't necessarily go by ratings anymore, but they use social media. And the Nielsen uh, ratings for social media were, I guess, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is official or not, but it's just a recording to several reports I read. The Gabrielle Union had, was the most active on social media and had the most... Um, the highest rate. Yeah, her and Duane was like most, pretty engaged. But like just out of a, the show. Like, so on okay. America's Got Talent, she was the most popular judge. Like, her name was mentioned in oh, more in more than 50% of everything AGT related. Hmm. So she was leading, you know, and bringing uh, attention and um, exposure to America's Got Talent. Okay. And was, and they said that she was the most popular judge ever on the show. So not just her season, but the most popular judge ever. Why would you fire somebody who was the most popular judge and bringing such great exposure to your show? Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, clearly there is something to be said, right, about... Um, Black people operating in big spaces, like... Well, yes, that, but, like, also, like, how... How how things are approached, right? And I feel like Gabrielle strikes me as a very like no no nonsense. Yeah. Like I'm going to call a thing a thing, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not going to massage it. I'm not going to you know. Um, From my understanding, she in a lot of those scenarios, like I think in maybe one or two, it was alleged that she had went to HR. But in some of those scenarios, she was had made um, comments to the producers that they affected about maybe you guys should go to HR about this. This is not okay. This is not normal. This is not something that should be happening in the workplace. So it wasn't a, well, I'm just going to tirade around and, you know, expect to get my way whenever I see something that's not going right. But it was a little bit more political. And I feel like she did the Mm. right 
channels because again, not every situation necessarily involved her, but she was being an advocate and she was being an ally to some who maybe didn't have a voice or couldn't speak up or something like that. And so I, I think she went about this. If, if these allegations are true, I think she went about this. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't there, but she strikes me as someone who would not be um, closed mouth or well, absolutely not. Like she just she she strikes me as someone who will come. No, and I'm not saying that, but I think that you know she she definitely would be the person to be like, okay, so what's going on with this? Is this what we like? Right. She's definitely the one that's going to follow up and right. like it's not going to just like oh I mentioned it and if they didn't do anything like right. And so I think that that probably lit a fire under some people um in terms of comfortability or maybe yeah and she was turning was over like, stones yeah, that they didn't want turned over. Exactly. And they were just like okay well we you know don't air our dirty Get laundry. Out <laughs> Get yeah. out of here basically. Um, so Gabrielle has not said anything about this. However, there have been a lot of actors and singers who have come to her support, like Ellen Pompeo, Ariana Grande, Shonda Rhimes. Um, as for Julianne Huff, Julianne was like, uh, I'm good. Ain't nothing happened. However, Julianne also has two other shows on NBC who yet so to she's air. Not trying to miss so that she's not trying up. to miss that coin. And I so that. Julianne was like, oh, I totally understand. This departure is amicable. I'm Gucci. And don't forget to watch my Christmas specials on NBC. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Do not. She said, that's that. That's the uh, God has a plan for me. And I'm <laughs> and not it's not it. it right. And this ain't my ministry. Um, yeah. So I got two other shows I got to promote, boo, on this that's network. That's exactly what that is. I mean, <laughs> and this is, I think this raises a larger issue. Yes. As well of like when black women speak up in yes. any environment. I would say black people, but especially black, black women. Oh, yeah. Black yes. women for sure. Yes. Um, But in any environment, it's automatically taken to a place of yeah. negative, bitchy, yeah. or aggressive, or aggressive angry, yeah, like angry black trope. all of the all of those things. And so um, it, it doesn't strike me that once I heard it, does, it's, it doesn't strike me as a surprise when I hear that. She was speaking up for others and, mm-hmm. you know, being an ally and all of those things. Because when black women do that, it often gets misconstrued. Right. Um, right. And rather than to listen or rather to, than to deal with it and unpack it or to be like, hey, I'm wrong. It's easier for the powers that be to just remove you. Right. And I think it's also important to note that black women have always been on the forefront of change. Um, and been some of the the main spokespeople to initiate change or get change going. So shout out to Gabrielle for that. Um, The last thing I would say about that is the SAG-AFTRA, they're supporting her and opening an inquiry or an investigation into what exactly was happening and what was going on and investigating these allegations. So um, I guess there will be more to come about this. I think that's the beauty of this whole thing, too, is like when you know that you're doing work that is um, honorable, you have people to go up and fight for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like And support you. Yeah. So that's good. So yeah. So um so that's a definitely a woo child to me. Um and I guess we will see what happens. All right. Well let's go ahead and take a break and then when we come back we have our spill segment which Marcus is gonna share. We'll be right back guys. Alrighty, welcome back, and it is time for our spill segment. So, I, I need we, we should have like a jingle or a, a song or a something spill. like that for spill. Okay. I can't think of any song we in my head right that. now that goes with spill. Well, we can we can work so, on that. I'll I'll we'll draft something. Please please do we'll compose something for me. Certainly. <laughs> um, this week's spill segment has to do with the holidays. Merry Christmas. Yes. Happy holidays. Um, 
what are your habits? What are your traditions? Let's talk about this for a moment because we the holiday season is upon us. People will be traveling. People will be yeah. spending time with families. Some people won't be and will choose to mind their own damn business this holiday season. Um, so let's start with traditions. What are some good or bad or maybe new holly, holiday 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 right holiday Bro. traditions um it, every time i say holiday it makes me want to watch holiday heart with oh, Ving Rhames okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um what are some of your holiday traditions i mean for me it's all it's always and i do mean always it's always been a kentucky christmas mm-hmm. um thanksgiving has kind of been sporadic but now that i'm so close i was right. you know before i was living in florida it's, stuff, just hop it's, on def- it's definitely easier for me to hop in but um it's always hanging with the family we do my mom's side of the family in the in the afternoon and my dad's side of the family at night um my dad's side of the family is always a little bit more lively, and so that's <laughs> that's why they're relegated to night. It's always a fun <laughs> night, um, a fun ending to so y'all are night. booked. Um, so yeah, nice. Um, I haven't spent. Well, I take that back. I've spent uh, in the past five years maybe two Christmases at home, but it's because I've lived all the way across the country, and my family. We don't necessarily celebrate as much anymore. So we, um, everybody kind of does their own thing. Um, I used to love Christmas. I used to love everything. It was my favorite holiday. I loved just, we when we I lived at home when I was younger, we would always decorate the house. You mm-hmm. know, my mom had all of this stuff. We'd put up stockings, trees. She had all of this nice Christmas stuff that we put up all over the house. And I really loved that. I thought it was really cool. And then also seeing the Christmas specials and stuff on TV, you know, like the Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, um, the Year Without Santa Claus, you know, all those claymation, right. stop motion um, specials and stuff like that. And then just all the Christmas movies and everything. So. Um, that was my tradition or whatever, but now I feel like in my 30s, I need to start maybe getting some new traditions, some okay. new things, you know? I guess, and this is what this is what um, I want to get your take on or what mm-hmm. your vibe on. As we get older, right, mm-hmm. um, when do we start to take on some of the larger responsibilities of like hosting and bringing those traditions and things like that that's something i've definitely asked myself as watching you know for the past couple of years now watching like how much goes into it Mm -hmm. and how tired my mom my aunts are after putting on a production like a thanksgiving like a christmas um where are and you know I'm so I'm 30 but I'm the youngest of right. my siblings like right. where are we coming in with the hosting and taking on more responsibility of the holidays um I think that that's something that I or that should be on the forefront um of people I've, I've actually thought about uh the possibility of like taking that on for uh my family but psh, like it's 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 a lot that goes into it yeah i so i agree with that i think i would be more obligated and willing to take on that effort once i'm in a spot to do so and when i say that i mean in the fact of um once i'm able to afford a bigger space uh because right now in the the apartment that i'm in Anybody staying with me? Like it's a one Why, bedroom. I'm, look, it's a one Gaga, bedroom. There's a pallet right here. I would love. Um. <laughs> I would love to have like a two bedroom house, a little bit more space, and just you know, and really, I would love to be able to take that responsibility on. I always so this is gonna sound really cheesy. I always imagined like me and my significant other whenever that happens. Uh, hosting you know my family and stuff like that and like mm-hmm. bringing them into like our lives and you know started kind of starting some new traditions and things like that I think my family's been really open to um, start you know some new traditions I think I've also noticed that I have inadvertently become the social chair of my family yeah so anything that like 
if, if it's not for me, nothing would get done or like nobody has any ideas. And so I have to kind of spark some conversation yeah. about that thing, about those things. And then everybody's on board and will give ideas and stuff like that. But I have to be the one to kind of lead the charge on that. Yeah. But I, I and I agree with that. I think that there's some similarities uh, between um, your family and my family. Um, what? And I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily host. I don't see myself hosting anything here in the city. Like it would oh, be really? definitely, yeah. No, no, like you've got the space. I definitely have the space, but my family is not dragging all fifty eleven of them. Well, I mean, from, maybe make it a more intimate affair from Kentucky to Chicago. So that I, I just don't see that happening. But at least, like in terms of taking on more responsibilities with like the cooking right. and things like that. So like this past holiday I spent a lot of time in the kitchen with my mom okay and I you know I know how to do the macaroni and cheese but I also and you said you know how to you've learned how to make a broccoli casserole so this time I did learn like the broccoli casserole and I learned the corn pudding Mm -hmm. and you know things like that so it's it's definitely like things that we need to kind of learn and things like that but I feel like as a but I feel like as a society we have we've kind of strayed away from learning those traditions and taking on those, you know, those, those responsibilities and things like that. I, I mean, I would maybe 40% agree with you on that because while I was on Thanksgiving break and on Twitter, um, I see, I've seen a lot of people actually taking over those cooking responsibilities for their family and seeing a lot of people like posting videos of, oh, I cook this and I cook that and, you know, doing a lot more of the cooking and stuff like that for these either Friendsgivings or actual Thanksgiving um, holidays. But I do think that um, I think that the the, the ratio of millennials, I guess, were right. the millennials actually hosting and like full on taking that is still very low because I mean yeah. our parents are still I mean technically our parents are still somewhat young so I mean like they're still able to do that you know and so I mean some parents you know feel good about being responsible for that no and I know that some do Mine do. um I, I know my mom we is ate like at a restaurant this year I know my like for the amount there are of us like for my clan um, and that is me, my brothers and sisters, right. and their and children. Their children yeah. That is, I mean, you are talking about, yeah. you know, 30 people yeah. easily. God. Yeah. We easily. See, we, see, we only did our immediate family this go around, but you see, your immediate family is much bigger than mine. And so, so I, yeah, I get like, it's just like, oh, well, how do we, how do we do this in a way that's... Um, a throwback and a nod to them, but and allowing them to enjoy mm-hmm. the holiday. So because that's why I was like, to me, like hell. If, after this whole day, I've been in, in the kitchen with my mama all that all morning. Like mm-hmm. I'm tired. Yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to eat. Yeah. Well, no, okay. Well, you know that's a lot, girl. <laughs> stop. But yeah, I'll so right it's there. just it's like <laughs> it's. I I just ask that because it's like well when. When is the age? When do we start to take on those traditions? When do we start to incorporate new ones? Right. All of those things. So then let me ask you this. So Christmas is coming up. I'm not saying this year, but what do you envision if you were to take over the Christmas festivities for mm-hmm. your family? What does that look like for you in the future? And it with or without your significant other, you know, like if th- think of it. So, OK, oh, I got, I've got a better idea. So think of it like your own Christmas movie, like Family Stone, This Christmas, all of that stuff. How does your movie play out with you being the one in charge of Christmas this year? Oh, I've thought about this, actually. So, I, have too, I mean, actually. this is, I mean, for me... Based on, like, all of the movies and stuff that I've seen. From I mean, what this is, it's honestly me going down there, renting out a venue, mm-hmm. and throwing a big party. Like, mm-hmm. decorating it down, um, music, and then, like, you know, some, some dishes I would make, right? I would bring mm-hmm. some dishes. Maybe it's half... It's half dish, the dishes that I'm making. Some of it might be catered. There might be, you know, some things, but it's definitely a party. And, um, yeah, 
That's I mean I that's can what envision it, you with a headset and a clipboard. <laughs> Ham goes over here. Drinks on this table, And you know please. what? Probably so. Uh-uh. I mean, because that's exactly what it would Bring look like. Bring them speakers on off of um, that table. They don't go over there. But it would be it would be a party. So I, I, I think for me, because I, like I said, I know what goes into it now that I've seen it right. so many times. Like, I know my mom's also cooking a big dinner, but then she's also scrubbing the house from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, who wants to do all of that? Like... Let's go somewhere. Let's get a let's get a venue. Let's kick it. Get some comfortable seating so that people can relax, um, and just you know have a good time. And then everybody get up and leave and go <laughs> everybody home. Everybody go home. See, so my fam, my immediate family is a family of six, including my niece. And so I envision it being like me inviting them to where I am, where, where we're gonna, whether that be in Chicago or somewhere else. Um, and hosting them and, you know, having my own, you know, a much bigger or a larger space and me doing the cooking and, you know, having the activities planned and, you know, my parents and them, everybody just showing up, taking part of that and me kind of being in charge. I, that's how I kind of envision it. Okay. Yeah. That's how my movie would go. Hmm. And then, of course, you know, cue the drama, theatrics, all of that jazz. So... Um, okay, so let us know if you guys have any holiday traditions or holiday habits, things like that, that you um, look forward to celebrating or would love to kind of start on your own. You know, shoot us an email at coldpopshow at gmail.com and let us know of any holiday traditions that you have or that you love celebrating or what your movie, what your Christmas movie looks like. What does your Christmas movie look like? And what does that, how does that, um, how does that go? Yeah. Cool. There we go. All right. Well, let's take another break. And when we come back, we will hit you with our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. So we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. It is time for Fizz or Flat, where we review all of the things hottest things going on in pop culture and if we like it we give it a fizz and if we don't we give it a flat so trenton rashad why don't you go first first up for me um what i am and this is one that i'm more so excited about um some of these i'm not so excited about but (laughs) the the one the one that i'm for sure excited about is on netflix if you have not seen it um, or if you do not follow Netflix's accounts called Strong Black Lead I on do. Instagram, do. Uh, do yourself a favor and follow, follow that. Twitter. It's um, and it's on it's on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, it's um, at Strong Black Lead, mm-hmm. and um, through that account, I was able to see a clip or a quick snippet of their new black sketch comedy show called Astronomy Club. I'm here for it. Um, I'm so excited. It's coming out the very first... It's coming out, I think, this weekend. I think it should be out now. By the time this podcast airs, it should be out. Okay, great. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to be watching the very first... Um, the very first episode. The clip that we saw was a sketch of the Magical Negro oh, yeah. uh, support group, which yeah. kind of... Brings in all of the supporting black characters all from Ghost and uh, Driving Miss Daisy, eight Legend mile. of Bagger Vance, uh, eight, uh, not no, Green, Green Mile. Mile. I was like, Eight Mile, <laughs> wait, what? Um, the but Green anyway, Mile. but yeah, so the, the Astronomy mile, Club the Green mile, Green um, is a black sketch comedy show that will come uh, through net through Netflix. I, the the cast is virtually a cast of unknowns, which so, is also kind of exciting. Yes and no. So I listened to a podcast called mm-hmm. um, Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. The hosts of that are in this show. Like, I recognize their voices. But the funny thing is, is that I've never actually seen pictures of them. Yeah, so like, who are so these I don't people? know what they look like, but as soon as I heard their voices, I was like, hey, I know them. So I, I know, know that they're in people. this show. Let me tell you what made me want to listen to watch this. I watched the trailer. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah. The very end got me with the wig joke. That oh I was like, okay, I'm in. So she was like, I'm sorry about <laughs> your poodle. She's like, oh, my poodle is thus very alive. Then Shut what up. is thus on your head? Then <laughs> what is your wig comprised? So of? 
I lost it. Um, I was like, bitch, that's a read. I think it's, I mean, we are seeing a resurgence of sketch comedy and i am here for it me too and you know between uh black lady sketch comedy or black lady sketch Sketch show and sherman showcase yes um that was on ifc and now this i i'm really excited about this kind of bringing back the sketch comedy and bringing back some um introducing some really great talents you know like through living color we got to meet so many great talents. A Jennifer Lopez, uh, Jim Carrey, like I mean, a lot of people came through, you know, through those ranks. Wings. And so Tommy seeing Davidson. that and I think that there's going to be a lot of excitement and, and anticipation to see who's coming out of this new kind of renaissance mm-hmm. of black sketch comedy. And you know what I really liked? Like beyond just black sketch comedy, but just like sketch comedy in general, I was always a huge fan. Like I loved the Cara Burnett show growing up. I remember mm. watching it. I loved watching all that. You know, I loved Mad TV. You know, I, there, there was just something about those types of shows and like, Variety shows and comedy sketch shows. I really, really loved growing up. You know, it was yeah. always creative. It was always something different. I always had a short detention span. And so there was a new sketch like every few minutes. And so it kind of always kept me interested. And so I'm absolutely intrigued to see second season of Black Lady Sketch Show. I'm absolutely excited to see Astronomy Club. This gets a total fizz for me. Yeah, fizz for me too. I will definitely be watching. And you should too. Awesome. Um, on my list, I just, <laughs> speaking of lists. Um, what do we feel? How do we feel about all of these best of the decade lists? You you get really into these lists. I've seen you get really into these top songs, top artists of the deck, like of the millennium. Like you you really get into these. I don't pay them much mind. Uh huh. Um, I just always think it's very interesting to like see how people rank these things They're like so for subjective. instance they had like the best top albums of the decade or the top right. five or top ten albums and not one rihanna didn't make it beyonce didn't make it lady gaga i think lady gaga didn't make it but like huh there was no black women in this list in this top five and then they gave taylor swift artist of the decade plight, plight of a black woman what like what yeah huh and now on twitter there's this whole um twitter uh uh, Twitter, you know, best Twitter moment of the decade, and by Twitter moment, I saw those like the top Twitter moments. Yes, I want to tell you who I voted uh, for. I <laughs> know who I voted for. Who did you vote for? And if you threw a party, invited oh, yeah, everyone. Invited everyone. That's definitely one. I saw. That's my shit. I briefly saw that on. That's my top yeah. Twitter moment of the decade. Okay. I think I have yet to you should look at them. one. There's so so um, many. Sharkeisha was on there. I saw Sharkeisha, that. Sharkeisha, no. Gosh. <laughs> um, God, what were some other ones? Like some that I even forgot about. I was like, oh yeah, like that happened this decade. Like, but you got to remember, like we were still in college at the beginning of this decade. Yeah. So we were like, what? So- yeah, we were sophomores. Yeah. No, juniors. We were juniors. 2010 yeah yeah okay yeah yeah so we were still in college at the beginning of this decade so there was so so many but i mean we're you don't like yeah. it yeah yeah because we graduated in 2011 yep, that's right but i i'm old some of these lists i agree with some of these i'm like yeah that's i no never me, get into them i feel like that they are so silly people co- i mean according to who that's what i always right. say according to who like who's in the room Who's at the table? Who are you going to choke? That was another one. <laughs> whom are you going right. to choke? That's definitely... Now, that would be... Whom? <laughs> that might be one for me. Yes, because you um, played the hell out of that one two I years love, ago. <laughs> I love that Who video. are you going to choke? <laughs> I, I really do love that video. That's a really good, strong video for me. So, um, are you for me, I give this a flat. Okay. Because I'm just not into... All of this, like, let the music, let all of these people stand alone and group, trying to group them and rank, like, let's just get out of that. I will give this a mild fizz because I love, I love lists. Lists are everything to me and just to kind of see, not everybody gets it right, but I enjoy it. So I'm going to give it a mild fizz. Mm. All right. Okay. All right. Next up for me is Pete Davidson. Um, So the SNL star who I believe is about 26 years old. Yeah, he's young. Um, pretty young guy. But Pete, Mr. Pete, 
um, before he is now performing stand up and is kind of making the rounds at different locations around the country doing his stand up routine. But it recently surfaced this week that Pete is asking um, goers to sign a $1 million NDA, a non disclosure agreement, huh? um, in regards to the before coming into view his stand-up special. And so this is, I mean, similar to what we may have seen with Kevin Hart, who was asking people to... You had to lock up your yeah, phones. Yeah, lock, lock up your phones and things like this. Yeah. This is definitely taking things to a next and much bigger step with actually pursuing legal action if people are found to be in breach of the NDA. Um, I could see that if it was like a Dave Chappelle or an Eddie Ooh. Murphy or something Shade. like that. But Pete, huh? The jokes ain't that funny, are they? And you know what? I'm not really sure if it's just... I don't know if it's about the jokes being funny. I think it's about just the age of social media and him wanting to preserve So then why not just do the phone thing? Because then you only have word of mouth, but like... just I think, yeah, I mean, it could be word of mouth. It could be... It could be a number of things. And so if, let's say, if people were to then actually sneak by and have another phone or have, you know, any of those things, this would cover all of that. So this would be a blanket, like, anything that you do, anything that you say. I mean, this could be tweeting out, quoting, Mm -hmm. you know, jokes from the show. I mean, it's a kind of a coverall. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think he's... Popular enough. That's why I was like, this definitely takes. NDA. This is this is a lot. Yeah, um, and I would rather. Just I don't not know if you're that special. No, I don't know if you're that special. And I, I think a lot of people are kind of along along siding with you in terms right. of that. Of just like, well, I just won't show just, up. Like, um, I'm not about yeah. to do that. Like, yeah, you know. Um, but what does this say? You know, we just talked about this lat a couple weeks ago about the society that we are in in terms of social media and sharing and you know everything is out there mm-hmm. um but if you look at the world of a comedian that's all you have are your jokes like it's tr- i think you could get by with doing i've seen this at and comedians the work years on building a right. show right and so and I understand writing. you wanting to protect that. Just do the phone thing. Like, I've seen it at the movie theaters. They literally make you stand in line. you got to go through a metal detector. And then you come up to a table, and you literally have to put your phone in, like, this envelope. They zip it up. You put your name on it. And then they put it in, like, a little shelf thingy. And then they, like, search you. It's, like, that serious. Like, just do the phone thing. I don't think... What I, happens if somebody... I think people are finding loopholes around the phone thing, though. Okay, so if somebody violates the NDA, you going to sue them for a million dollars, knowing they ain't got you it? You have that option. You have the option to. Hmm. Um, Interesting. It'll be a, you will be fine. Fine, if, fine, fine, fine your ass. <laughs> and then if they refuse to do it, then you just can't get in. Uh, I, I guess so. I guess that that would be the... That's how it will go. It's like, if you don't want to sign this, then you are not able to attend. But who's going to not? I mean, you spent, what, almost maybe close to $100 on tickets. Right. That's the other thing. I was like, how much are the tickets for oh, I'm one sure, of I mean, shows? he's on this, and I'm sure that they're paying pretty good money. Mm. So, I mean, you spent this money on tickets. You're there. You're not going to come in because you don't yeah. want to sign the agreement. I would just not go. I just so so mental note don't go to a Pete Davidson show well I think you know while this is an extreme right this is an extreme you might see more and more comedians trying to do stuff like this potentially um I guess it'll be on a case-by-case basis and maybe not to this level but to try to figure out right how can they how can they keep protect the show keep it fresh for those who haven't seen it a million dollars is such an astronomical number that's though. crazy like maybe a hundred thousand dollars like a lot yeah, of people I don't, don't know. even have that so and maybe it's just put there as a scare tactic to like shock that's you to be like you know what like, like let me not say anything right that's what it so, sounds like um this that's is getting a flat say. for me this yeah I, I it would definitely be a flat for me as well pete i would i could see this if it was like um eddie murphy right or like you know, like some like legend, right? Um, who was like returning after like years? You know, like if Eddie came back and did like a raw re, like a like a rehash of like raw or something like that, then I could 
totally see something like this. So, okay, let me ask you, what if Monique did this? No. You wouldn't go? I wouldn't go to a Monique show, I don't think. I would go to a Monique show. I like Monique. I think she's funny as hell. I feel like she's funny, but I feel like now where she's at in her life, it would be less jokes and, and more, more real. We real have talk. to yeah. support. We have I to love lift us. Yeah, like we have to support us, lift us, us up. Like I don't. I feel like she's now moving so far from the comedy, the queens of comedy kind of stand up that it's it's getting to a it's getting more to like an activism mm-hmm. thing. And so interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would go to a Monique show. But let's say that I did. Mm-hmm. Would I sign a million dollar NDA? Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't because I'm too nervous <laughs> that I would say something. Right. I mean, and that I would like unconsciously like just repeating it and it like get out and. Well, I mean, like I think it's more so of the fact that I mean, obviously you're gonna say something joke wise. <coughs> Excuse me, but I think maybe the NDA is more so about like posting, like posting anything on social media. I no or no no. Like that. This, the NDA is supposed. It's it's yeah. It's posting. Anything on social media. Right. But like you can tell your friends about a joke that you heard at the comedy club. Like who's going to know? I'm saying like, so let's say that I'm coming on and I'm reviewing something and I'm like, um, so we're reviewing Monique's show on the podcast. And I'm like, oh, this was like so funny when she said so, 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 so and so. And then that's now on and this is going to, you know, the let's see where are we at right now? The 1.5 million listeners of Cold Pop. Like. That's crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I put I, it out there to the masses. I agree. I think anything for I'm, public consumption, absolutely the NDA. I'm locked up. But I still don't think a million dollars. No. Flat, Pete, Pete calm down, sir. Flat. Yeah. All right. What, <laughs> what, what, what do you got last? Um. Well, I was going to let you. I mean, because you kind of started with it um, at the beginning of the show. Oh talk yeah, about yeah. Our dear sister and friend. Mm. So I, and you know what makes me frustrated is that. So we're talking about Kamala Harris. Um, so the the official statement is that she ran out of money. She she didn't have enough. And money. She didn't have enough money to pay her staffers and to get that's her. What that's what she's saying. However, she had already qualified for the December debate. She was starting to gain momentum amongst Iowa voters for the Iowa caucus. This feels like it came out of nowhere a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I also understand that she had to call it before a certain date in December before the California primary. Because if she didn't, then her name would be on the California primary ballot, which means that she'd have to fight for her seat again. And and now I think because she stopped now, so I think she's still guaranteed to be senator for California, um, but she won't be on the primary ballot, which would have been a lot more embarrassing if she lost the primary before even the main election. Yeah, Um, and I mean, the things that came up with that former staffer... Yeah. Like, it's just, it It looks a little... Uh... I mean, I get that, but I think this was all handled... I, so, what I can't seem to grasp my head around is, like, this felt like it was a hit. I felt like that, you know, the, the I feel like a group of people got together and was like, we've got to take Kamala out. So, hmm, whatever okay. we're going to do, so let's steal from her campaign, let's get with some of her staffers who are, you know, begrudging against her and, you know, turn them against her. This felt like a coordinated hit to knock her out. And it just feels like one of the things somebody said that really rings true to me is that we live in a world where some people can be judged on resume and some people can be judged on potential. Okay, Monique. And that was Monique. No, it was um, a reporter, actually. <laughs> and and that really stuck with me, though, because you take somebody like Mayor Pete, who has no, no resume, resume, but is getting all of this support because he's got potential to be a good president. But yet someone like Kamala, who is a fucking senator who, you know, worked in law and, you know, was a prosecutor and stuff and literally has a resume. And we're picking apart these things. Granted, she's done some things that don't really sit well about, right, you know, locking black people up and stuff. Definitely but Kamala has her Yes, areas. but she's no different than any other candidate running. Like, everyone has their thing, so why is she being held to such a high standard 
and what what I think would even boggles my mind a little bit more is like looking on Twitter after this happened last week you, you have all of these people coming out saying oh well I didn't really support Kamala but um, this is just the plight of the black woman and da 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 this and that and it's like well you can't do that like you can't do that like you because just the week before you were adding to all of this controversy in terms of bringing her down you you were adding to this narrative on um, this targeted hit and now all of a sudden you want to feel sorry and be like ah, well this was such a pivotal pivotal moment and Kamala put another couple cracks in that glass ceiling for the potential black woman candidate to be president and it's like well why in the fuck weren't you supporting her when right. she was in the race now this you know? is what I want to ask you because you know she's she's bowing out but it's kind of almost bowing out with like a little to me a wink it's like oh, I'm oh leaving, absolutely but like absolutely catch me soon absolutely like and so absolutely. that's what i'm trying to figure out is she going to be a running mate is she going to be you know is she kind of all right let me bow out now and i'm going to you know let the dust settle and then throw my support to someone to join a ticket like what does this look like and what does this mean because the from the messages and things that she's posted thus far and keep in mind this is still brand new mm-hmm. it gives it's it's like i'm leaving but not really I, so what I what I imagined happened, and who's to know for sure, but I just, I go back to my scandal knowledge. <laughs> what I imagined happened is that she got with her team, she got with her advisors, and she probably even spoke to one of the other candidates. And they came to a decision um, that she didn't want to have to compete in the primary, so she needed to bow out early. Um, she was running out of money, so that was another issue, but I think... I I would be very shocked if she did not show up on the ticket with one of the other candidates who are running, like an Elizabeth Warren or a Bernie mm. Sanders. Um, I don't think she would end up on a Joe Biden ticket because I know they had a little beef. Um, but maybe, who knows? But I, I absolutely think she's going to show up as a VP on someone's ticket. Yeah. I so don't I'm think this waiting. is over. Yeah, I'm waiting to. I don't think this so. is over. Or she could have been promised a... Secretary of State spot Ooh, or Attorney General too. or something like that. Like we have. This absolute... is taking me back to my House of Cards days, Sonny. Because this on, is what it's felt. I need to get on, back in my. I need to go come re- on. rewatch House of Cards because this is exactly what it's feeling. Yes, like. I like. I feel like there's a lot of behind the scenes work happening yeah. here. We have not seen the last of Kamala Harris. Yes. So I, the, that I can probably ninety nine point nine percent definitely not. be sure of. Yeah. I don't know what she's. I guarantee you she'll. In my mind, I think she's going to be somebody's VP. Okay. I yeah, I thought, I thought that. I'm, I'm, I, that's what I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So I think what what the other thing, the last thing that boggles me about this is that I, I love you, Cory Booker. What, what are we doing? What are we doing? Cory Booker's on Instagram. <laughs> I, the fact that she bowed out before people like Cory Booker, Tulsi Gabbard. Um, I don't. Is Marianne Williamson still in this? I don't know. People who have, I don't know. I'm sorry, no pathway. I don't know who that is. It's a woman. Sorry, sorry to this woman. They have no pathway to the Oval Office, but like they're still in the race. Like what's? Because they have somebody. What's happening? They have someone bankrolling it. They can say play right now. Like I feel like that. That's exactly what it is. So I just this seems just very. Suspicious as to <laughs> suspicious in what sense? Just the fact that you know Kamala having to bow out so early because I don't. Yeah, I think it's a cap. I honestly think it it's a like calculated it's move. Yeah, she sees she sees this she's race looking at the bigger months picture. down the road, yes. and she's like, okay, yes, th- let me get in here and let me position myself for maybe a run in the next, you know, in some years to come. And you know what I will be absolutely looking out for is that, number one, but I will also be looking out for someone like a Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is it? What, what 2020, 2024. Yeah. Um, and also other guy from Florida. What's his name? Um, who lost? Black guy. But he lost the Florida race. Know. Uh, I follow him on Twitter. I don't remember his name, but he was in Florida because Stacy was in Alabama, and I forget the guy's name. 
I know y'all are probably yelling at me like, no, it's so-and-so. It's da-da-da-da-da. I don't remember his name, but I'll absolutely be looking out for him as well. Um, okay. Are you looking it up? Did you see? You're talking about Andrew Gilliam? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Yes. So, um, but I, I give this a total flat. I You give it a flat. I'm giving it a fizz because I know she got something up her sleeve. Oh, absolutely. Kamala, bring it, girl. I, I'm undecided, but I hadn't completely ruled out Kamala. I like Kamala. I voted for Kamala to be senator in California. So I I really liked her. Okay. Um, and I'm disappointed. I'm sad to see her go. It's it's but much. It's much. It's a it's bigger than you. I, I love. I need you to understand that. <laughs> I okay. love what you said though. You said um, she's like she suspended her campaign, but with a wink. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like the perfect way to put it. Yeah, it's like, some, it's something that's coming. Like tight. it's just like oh okay yeah I'm I'm gonna go home. All right, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> She said, "Sit tight, just but it's just yeah, watch some, me work." It, there's definitely something behind this. So okay, well that's all I've got then. Okay, well that's it for me. I like I said, hold on. I just want to make sure that I reiterate: if you are not watching the Watchmen HBO, oh, yes. please watch it because it is now getting good. And there's only well, I guess when this two. airs, there'll be one episode left. One episode, there's so. two episodes left as we speak, but one episode after that. Question for you. Question. Oh, and we're going back to Watchmen. Okay. So, <laughs> if you had to take someone's nostalgia in your family, who would you choose? Oh, so God. Why? In my family? Yeah. Oh, Lord. None of them niggas. <laughs> Thank Whoa. Of them. Okay. Immediate family, extended family. Anyone. Probably. Ooh. Probably my grandmother's. Okay. My grandmother on my dad's side. My grandmother on my mom's side had 10 kids. I don't want to relive that. No need. Yeah. No need. I would probably take my grandmother's nostalgia on my dad's side. Okay. I'd be very interested to see what her life was like growing up. Yeah. I, I, said, my, I said my maternal grandparents because I never met either one of them. Oh, okay. Um, they both passed before I was born. But I think that those... Would be someone I would I would look at um, them to take, and then um, I'm scared because that's the thing about it. Like I don't want to be too oppressed. I don't want to go in anywhere being <laughs> Happy overly like that's I, all of that. You can't. Sit that's why I'm saying like my grandparents. Yes, yeah. but then like I don't. Yeah. Like I know they had to go through some shit. I'd so be waking up I'm just shit I'm a little too. nervous. I probably want to. I'm probably gonna take the nostalgia of um, like one of my nieces. <laughs> <laughs> cop out. That's a cop out. Okay. So then. Okay. Oh, ooh. If you could take the nostalgia of a celebrity, who's are you taking? I already know who I'm taking because hmm. I just I need to be in on the ground floor on this, and I just need to see. I'm probably going to take the nostalgia of, like, Oprah Winfrey. Okay, that's a good one. I'm taking the nostalgia of Beyonce. After listening to this Making Beyonce podcast and the conversation we had in the car on the road trip, I, need, yeah. I needed to be on the ground floor. I could, I could I could, see that, too. I need to. Um, I just need to be there. <laughs> I'm scared because, you know, sometimes you, it's almost like you don't want to know how the sausage is made. Right. And Illuminati. I do not want to be... <laughs> I do not want to be disappointed. <laughs> right. Right. You know what they say? Never meet your idols. So I think I would stick. Yeah. I'm going to probably stick with Oprah or I, I Oprah. would say a close second would be someone like um, would be someone like Cicely Tyson, who's worked for like years. Mm-hmm. Right. Like someone who's like had a career that spanned it. Like, I mean, I don't even know how many how many years she's been an active like actress like a working actress Mm -hmm. but someone like that I would so my second person I would probably take the nostalgia of Barack Obama I think that would be also very interesting Mm, okay to see yeah yeah interesting yeah yeah I just got me thinking about it now (laughs) okay anyways Maya Angelou that's somebody now. I would take her nostalgia because yes. she's but be, had be prepared a to be called life. some niggas and 
not only be racist, but also um, um, sexually harassed. She's and had a life. Sexist against. And I, I, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm interested for all to of see. That. She has had a life. Or like somebody like, what about Nelson Mandela? I don't want to be locked up. I don't be locked up. <laughs> locked up. They won't let me out. Um, um, okay. And I don't want to be assassinated. I just don't. <laughs> Who? Oh, Martin Luther King. I was gonna say Malcolm X. Or I would Malcolm. want. I would want. To, I I would take the nostalgia of Malcolm X before I would do Martin Luther King. Ugh. I bet those niggas was stressed out. I couldn't yeah. even imagine. I think so, Oprah's a good one. Yeah, I, I, that's who I want to take the nostalgia of. That that would be my first round draft pick. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Not that I can think of. Well, who are y'all going to take the nostalgia yes. of, listeners? That's what we want to know. Um, and so, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, get yourself to HBO and watch The Watchmen. Cool. Um, what's the moral of your story this week? What um, are you taking away? Moral of my story, I go back to um, Gabrielle Union. And when you are doing the work on a repeated basis, you build relationships and you make an example. Um, you set an example so that when it does come, when it comes times for you to fight back, you don't even have to throw a punch because you got a million others throwing punches for you. I'm going to I'm going to piggyback on that, but I'm going to broaden it. And my moral of the story. Girl, I'm trying to come for my moral. My moral of the story is. More simply, the plight of the black woman. Okay. Um, I think we've seen two instances now in the span of a week of two black women, a.k.a. Kamala Harris and Gabrielle Union, who've been targeted by, you know, bigger groups of people in a sense. And so um, for their downfall. What did the girl say? Y'all just want to see me downfall, but guess what? I will <laughs> never fall. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I think, you know, we forget... Oh, well, I don't think the black community forgets all the time, but just the community of America in general forgets how much the black woman um, has done and is doing to help move the needle forward in positive and proactive ways. Say that. So um, from voting, you know, black women carrying the vote um, to black women helping carry change, you know, to the Me Too movement, Rhonda, to Rhonda Burke, um, all of that. You know, I think black women are absolutely leading the charge here and it's time for people to wake up. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Okay. Well, uh, that concludes our show for this week. Yes. Uh, Please stay connected to us on our social media accounts. You can follow us on Instagram at Cold Pop Show. Or send us an email at coldpopshow at gmail.com. Yep. And then on Facebook, we are at Cold Pop Podcast. And my Instagram is Trenton Rashad. My Twitter is Trenton RD. And you can follow me on Twitter right now. I'm still on an Instagram break until the new year. But you can follow me on Twitter at Marcus D. Steele with an E on the end. And if you don't, if you can't, if you don't have those, you can also find him on Grinder Jack Scruff. Actually, you can. I'm not on any of those. At all. You ain't got a lot of these people. I've taken a I've taken the You ain't got a lot. Keep it real. I've taken the in person approach. Thank you very much. Let's just keep it real. Oh, I'm keeping it real. Um yeah, I'm not on any of those. I'm trying something different. Trying well, more I am. Again. Hit me up. Oh, yeah, you're gonna end up with a black eye. Mass top. <laughs> Gender fluid. Gender fluid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna fool with you. Let's go. I'm not gonna I'm not doing it with you tonight. No. All right. Well thank you for listening. See you guys next time. Bye.